The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Guys with ships, it's time for the verse cast. How, how was that? That was not a very good Fat Albert-ish type thing. I miss John. I miss John. I, I, you know, it wasn't Fat Albert. I forget what it was. Words from hey from you some guys. Hey, was that from, was that Cosby Kids? Yeah, it's Fat Albert, isn't it? Could be. It could be. That that is uh, one of the many uh, um, experiences from the murky depths or, of the past. So. Or, no, you know what? Maybe Sesame Street or Electric Company. Could be. <laughs> Certainly was nothing that ever actually happened in the real world. So, <laughs> <laughs> Because I those things I never remember. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everybody, um, uh, hi, Jimmy. Hi, Gleep. Hey, it's nice to see you. It's nice to be seen. <laughs> That's good. Um, John's not with us tonight. He's not feeling well. So uh, everybody, uh, please uh, give well wishes and um, you know cyberspace shoutouts um, through the interwebs to uh, John Abraham that uh, he gets better soon. Yeah, totally. Because um, we're fumbling all sort all over the introduction. Oh, it's just it's awful. But anyway, <laughs> this is the Versecast, and this is episode 30 of the Versecast, and today is May 18th, 2945 Standard Earth Time. Um, speaking of odd couples, 2004, this day, 2004, Tony Randall died. Oh. I'll be, I'll be uh, Felix if you want to be Oscar. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's my, that's my Oscar impersonation. That's all you get. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, and, uh, but you know who's never sick? You know who never doesn't show up? Ronald Jenkins. That's right. Thanks for letting us use your songs, Ronald. Um, this will be the last uh, week that we are using Synergetics as the opening song. Um, I have, with a little help from my friends, uh, selected a new song for um, uh, next week. And so... Uh, you will hear that then, but uh, this week for the two shows, we're going to be using Synergetics, and it is off of his album, Alphanumeric. Please do go check it out at Um So speaking of next time, next time is actually going to be in two weeks because we have the Memorial Day holiday weekend coming up, and so will there be events? Quite possibly. Uh, we may have... Flight Academy, we may have uh, the Sunday meetup. Um, will there be any shows? No, sir. We're taking a week off. Um, well-deserved week off, I might add there, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you got any uh, plans for your unpaid holiday? Yes. I am uh, going to be finishing the steampunk chest tattoo piece that I have uh, that I've been working on for the last uh, year and a half. On Saturday, I'll be going in and they'll be um, finishing the uh, color on it. Oh, cool. Yes. So, uh, like, um, uh, steampunk. So, like, uh, that ties in with uh, that uh, Ships of Icarus? What's it called? Guns of Icarus, yes. We'll, Guns of Icarus. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later, but that is an awesome, awesome uh, multi-crew airship captain steampunk game that I just found uh, on uh, Steam. Cool. And by later, he means tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit. I'm a little bit of a steampunk nerd. I've got a. Um, I have a steampunk heart on my chest, and then to the uh, side is uh, basically supposed to be all exposed, and it's all gears and um, you know swirly bobbles and and mechanisms and trinkets and whatnot. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Gonna... So is now. I I own no ink myself. Um, so um, is it painful? The the heart that I got on my chest was the most pain I've 
ever experienced getting a tattoo. Um, I'm pretty good in the chair. Um, I can sit for a long period of time. I've got a fair amount of work. But when they started working on, on my chest, um, the pain was instant, swift, and after about four and a half hours, just agonizing. So the good news is they're not working on the middle part of my chest, on the sternum. That's done. They're working on uh, the more meaty part. Um, so it shouldn't be quite as bad, but it will still be a painful day nonetheless. Uh, well, uh, we'll we'll put the vibe out for you too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm. You know, I'm gonna re uh, finally get around to uh, replacing the hard drive in my PC. So uh-huh. wish me luck. Good luck. Uh, I I hope to be back in two weeks. We'll we'll see how uh, how that works because um, I am all thumbs. Make sure you uh, export and save your uh, voice attack profile. I will be. I'm going to be Dropboxing just a whole big old passel of stuff. Let me tell you. Yeah, there's nothing worse. Um, I had uh, gotten that blackout bug from Windows when I had uh, done an update on eight uh, a few months back. Uh, mm-hmm. where the computer boots up, but you just get a black screen and there's nothing you can do to get out of it. And I had realized that I hadn't backed up voice attack for a while and I lost a whole series of commands. Um, it was so frustrating. It took, it took me a couple of days to kind of get back to where I was. So that was a very valuable lesson about auto-saving updates every uh, few days for voice attack. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, um, you, don't, you don't know how much you've got until you lose it. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know. That's applicable, but that's what came to mind. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Classic, classic <laughs> Cinderella song from like the eighties. Nice. I say I say classic like anybody knows who Cinderella is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. I mean, terrible was... glam rock band. Oh, oh, them. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you meant Disney. No, um, or I guess it was not Disney, but. Um... Anyway, hey, you know, there's this little company, and they're called CIG. And <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that, you know. Yeah, let's talk about them. Yeah, why not? Um, so we recorded on uh, May 4th uh, last week, and since then we've had a, um, uh, a series of Starfarer Q&As. You remember the, um, uh, the excitement that was the uh, Starfarer uh, resale and then Gemini, uh, Starfarer Gemini concept sale. Uh, mm-hmm. The inter- the internet was all a Twitter. Now, did um, you 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 got a Starfarer, right? Star G. Nice. That's what. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I I, I remember us talking about that. Right. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got the Star G, and uh, with the LTI, which you know is uh, interesting. We um, discussed a little bit about the show that I guess there's been, um, or a little before the show that there's been a uh, a bit of an, an uproar on the interwebs about LTI and. Um, uh, we we don't want to ignore it like it's not a thing that's going on in in this community or in the in the greater star citizen community but we also feel like it's kind of been beat to death already and uh, folks have an opinion and their those opinions are not likely going to change so um, we're just mentioning it here that we're aware of it and we're just not going to spend a lot of time talking about it yeah I mean the thing is at the end of the day CIG keeps saying that it's not a big deal and I, I don't expect it's going to be a big deal so I, you know, I think it's the people that are the people that are are upset because they don't feel special anymore, like the early backers, and mm-hmm. then uh, people that uh, feel like they're missing out. And it's like at the end of the day, my prize ship, the ship I love the most, is is you know my Andromeda. I don't have LTI on it. Mm-hmm. It's you know it, it's it's not going to be a big deal, and I, I don't know what else to say about it other than everyone needs to chill out. Right. Right. So the more we talk about it, the bigger deal it becomes. Exactly. So, so moving on. Moving right along. So anyway, um, over the course, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of last week, they did a series of Q&As uh, around the Star Fair, which I, they started doing, I think, with the whole series when they released those concept ships. And uh, it was very popular, went over pretty well. So they decided to continue doing that. And I think going forward, they're going to do it with all concept sales. So, um, But uh, across the, the three installments i thought that there were some interesting questions or questions that i thought um, mm-hmm. um made me uh even more happy that i uh, picked up the star g if that was you know even humanly possible <laughs> until um, until the next ship comes out that you want to melt the star g for yeah, I, i'm living in the moment jimmy <laughs> living in the moment 
All right, so um, we'll go through a few of these here. Um, the uh, the question was, can the Starfarer's underslung fuel tanks be swapped out for holding straight cargo containers? And the answer was yes. Standardized store-all containers can be used instead of fuel tanks, though if you're only interested in cargo, a hull series ship might be a better choice because of less, less uh, space wasted on fuel pipes. And so um, I noted here that the Gemini cargo capacity is 2,488 standard cargo units. So this sort of ties into the next question was, can both starfarers land on a planet? So can the starfarer and the star G land on, uh, on a planet? And can they land fully loaded? Now the answer there was, yeah, they can. Um, and so unlike the larger hull series ships, the starfarer can set down with a full load of cargo. So, if you go back and take the 2488 standard cargo units and then compare that to the standard cargo units of a hull B, which is the largest hauler that can land on a planet while fully loaded, um, big, big difference. The, the hull B only holds 384 SCU. So, that's nearly 2100 more, 2104 more cargo units that the Star G is going to be able to. Um, fairy planet side. Now, now, don't you have to divide this by four, find the square root, and then divide that by pi to get the actual well, uh, cargo uh, now? If, if, <laughs> if, if, if this was an actual exam, yes, probably. No, I, I, I think I've got, because I, I went back to the, the Hull B table, um, where, uh, if you remember from last time, they posted a table in the Hull B Q&A, mm -hmm. uh, where they... Uh, put the actual uh, SCU for a whole bunch of different ships. And then when they released the uh, uh, the Star Fair, or re-released the Star Fair and the Star G, they uh, um, had updated statistics in the, um, uh, for the Star Fair Gemini. Um, so I'm, I'm believing that those numbers are accurate and um, legitimately comparable. So, Oh, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, uh, one of the things that I took away from the first Part 1 Q&A was that um, a, a lot of people have a lot of ideas for what they want to do with the ship, and that's great. But at the end of the day, there are better ships to do those jobs. Like someone had mentioned um, about, uh, you know, like you said earlier, about, um, you know, swapping out the um, the liquid tanks for cargo tanks and the thing is in my opinion why would you do that because you've got all the hoses and all the mechanisms in the uh starfarer designed specifically for fuel is mm -hmm. it is it just an aesthetic thing is it just that i like the way that ship looks so i want that to be my hauler because at the end of the day you know all the ships are versatile all the ships are module but they do have they they have specific functions, and mm -hmm. I don't know why you would want to make a Starfarer a cargo hauler when it's clearly designed to um, to move fuel, to move or to move liquids, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except that you could do both because they you can also have part of your capacity for liquids and part for cargo. Yeah. So you you can, and that sort of ties into the next question where uh, they the person asked, will the Starfarer be upgradable to use long range scanner, jump engine, etc., to use as an exploration ship with lots of cargo? And uh, the answer was yes. Uh, there are other more dedicated explorer ships, but the Starfarer is still a customizable platform that can be adapted for roles beyond fuel and transport. So the nice thing about this is that. If you're looking for a deep space kind of do a whole bunch of stuff, okay, not the best, but it's not best in class for anything except perhaps um, a military fuel support. Mm -hmm. um, then this is this is a good ship. You can you, with its onboard refining capabilities, you can you know you can make your own fuel. Um, you can uh, carry enough cargo that if you want to engage in some sort of trade, uh, you can do that. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, you know, uh, just being able to get into it and then just go. And well, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the things, um, one of the things that I thought was interesting about that particular part, that particular aspect of it, was you if the fact that you're able to um, skim a gas giant 
and and mm-hmm. take in that fuel and there's a small refinery on board the ship leads me to think in regards to if you're going to mod this ship if you had one oversized fuel tank and the ability to refine your own fuel mm-hmm. technically do you ever have to go back into um civilized space do you repairs, ever I'm guessing yeah yeah I guess repairs yeah but but in theory you could go out for in, an indefinite amount of time unless you know repairs require you to come back in so that mm-hmm. is that is an interesting um aspect uh to the ship you know and, and yeah of course you know like i said earlier um you know for me I, I think logically it's it's ideally suited for for fuel but there are of course a million variations that you can do with it one of them being that you know way out exploration vessel mm-hmm well, and I think I read somewhere someone had asked, you know, would it be a good companion ship? So would, would it be a good companion ship, say, to a Carrick? Mm-hmm. So if you were doing, because a Carrick can't make its own fuel. Right. So um, the further out it gets, if it can't find uh, a fuel source, it could uh, it could uh, get in trouble, you know, in a oh, hurry. Yeah. Um, so I think I, as far as versatility goes, I think it's just, it's a really, really good concept for a ship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and the gemini has uh, has some pretty uh nice armaments on it too plus armor so right. i think that it's um it's a very um it's going to be fun it, it, i you know i wonder if it isn't going to uh, potentially be a swiss army knife you know where it does it does like a billion different things none of them really well <laughs> right except refined except fuel. yeah except well and yeah. and yeah and store fuel yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and and even that, it won't. Uh, I think I read somewhere that they said it will, it will, re- it will be able to refine enough fuel to keep itself going. But as far as you're not going to be able to uh, refine enough fuel fast enough to, you know, collect collect raw materials, refine, sell, repeat, right, right, you know, right, right. yeah, with, with any kind of, yeah, it's got definitely got to be some um, a bit of a time sink for that. So right. I um I found uh, in part one uh, two things that were interesting. Uh, the first one was um, will in-flight refueling be done while moving or stationary? And CIG had said both, but doing it while moving will be more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be pretty cool. Um, I'd be curious as to see because you know I, I'm assuming that they're going to have the same thing with refueling that they have with landing on a pad, where you have an autopilot or you can do it manually. And I'm wondering if if they're doing it while they're moving, if you have to do it manually, um, you know, because because of the the because of the fact that you're in motion. So I'd be re- really curious as to see how difficult it's going to be to uh, refuel in general. But moving is just it's really cool that they're allowing for you to do it both because in real life, the, uh, the planes are always obviously in motion when they refuel. So, right. And then the other thing that I thought was a weird little bit was um, will we be able to uh, race the old uh, Vanderville and uh, other <laughs> uh, track uh, big rig racing? Uh, yes, I mean we we thought Darasan and his Cutlass were fun. Uh-huh. So we're gonna have we're gonna have a monster Starfarer truck Sunday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> oh, big shout out to Darasan too. We haven't seen him for a while. We uh, we we hope we uh, see him again soon. Uh, Hey there. Yeah, hey there. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Out there on the island. All right. Hope things are going well. Okay. Um, so, and then um, kind of back, doubling back to the long range or um, uh, deep space ex- explorer uh, idea, um, uh, another person asked, how viable is the Starfare as a solo player ship? Because I think you remember the original concept, I think the crew was two. Right. And now it's and now it's grown to like eight, um, seven actually. And what they said is that it is uh, playable, um, uh, perfectly viable to play it as a solo character or a solar player because um, the seats that were added uh, were in no small part um, because of of the role it's going to play in Squadron Forty Two, um, but that um, as far as uh, gameplay changing, that's not going to happen. The gameplay in the PU, and uh, they uh, suggest that we remember that Max Crew refers to the number of people who can have a role at any one time, not the number of people needed to actually fly, fly the ship in the first place. Yeah, I was glad that they clarified that too. Yeah, yeah, because I know a lot of people, um, you know, had uh, said, you know, like, well, I've got this uh, hull, um, 
you know, E and it has a crew of like, you know, some huge number, um, am I going to be able to actually fly the thing? You right. know? Um, and so it, it's good to know that, um, that uh, it will be that you can, and I guess probably worst cases you would have to hire some NPCs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think for the for the um, for the Starfarer and the Orion, um, uh, since the the additional crew slots are mostly intended to fill uh, jobs on the ship as you know part of their function, you know the, the mining or the uh, or the the refueling or the the fuel uh, processing. So right. it's not. It's not actually the piloting part. So, um, and so speaking, you know, then a, a good question is, you know, hey, we've got um, we've got some star affairs, and we've got a whole bunch of Orions. Are we going to be able to keep those Orions running? And what? Um, so somebody asked, how many ships can one full starfarer refuel? Is it going to be like six Hornets or a couple of constellations, or, or even will you be able to refuel something much larger like an Idris? And what they said is that they don't have exact numbers yet, um, as it may change for game balancing, uh, but that the general thought is that it can refuel about a squadron of fighters, which is roughly a dozen, or a couple of larger ships. So that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's that's uh, practical, um, and it also um, it it will um, kind of put a put a, a governor, if you will, on the idea of your being able to uh, run a whole fleet of Orions with a single or two starfarers that you're going to actually need, the ratio is going to need to be a little bit um, higher than that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think it's going to be, you know, the ship is going to be definitely useful for long cargo missions, long exploration missions, just long missions. Because um, I think, did we talk about, I think it was um, in response to an email we had, how, um, was it Stag that was um, uh, talking about how we planned on playing the PU uh, or what we saw ourselves doing in the PU? And if I recall correctly, what one of the things I had said is that I, I want to have two hangars. I want to have one that's sort of situated nearby the Orc hangar, kind of in the center of, you know, the... Uh, those guys with ships uh, um, kingdom um, and then uh, have another one just way far out somewhere so that if um, I want to go just do something different um, that I have that that option available to me uh, right. assuming I have you know a couple of different characters so I think that this this might be a good ship for that yeah yeah absolutely yeah um and you know people ask can you uh, can you uh, sell your uh, the fuel that you harvest um, to um, uh, official fuel stations, and yes, you can be able to do that. So that's going to be a good way to uh, be able to make some money. And uh, then one of my favorite questions was, how many stars could a starfarer fare if a starfarer could fare stars? <laughs> what do you suppose the answer is, Jimmy? Uh, they they gave it forty two. Oh, hey, you're right. Look there. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so it's, I never uh, I I never get tired of good uh, hitchhikers jokes mm-hmm. or even bad ones. Oh yeah. So there you go. There you go. Um, and so did you uh, did you see anything in the second part that uh, floated your ship? <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. Um, I I was really uh, one thing that's like I guess it's kind of obvious, but you don't really think about it is. You know, you assume that the Starfarer is a fuel hauler, but the fact of the matter is, is it's a liquids hauler. And mm. uh, one of the questions that was asked in part two was, other than fuel, what other liquid uh, or gas cargoes will uh, Starfarer be the uh, prime choice to carry? And mm-hmm. CIG had said, yes, they're carrying water, carrying milk, etc. Uh, they had made mm-hmm. a reference to, um, you know, what happens when, you know, I, I'm paraphrasing, but something to the effect of that there's a drought on a planet, and so you need to be able to uh, bring them water. And I thought that oh, that was yeah. a very cool concept. And it shows that they're thinking, as far as the, the, the standard aspect of the ship, the, the fact that the ship is a, a liquids hauler, that they're thinking outside the box of it's not just going to be fuel. It's going to be water and, and milk and anything Anything else that that's liquid that is going to need to go to point A to point B, and I think that's going to make uh, the quest system uh, for this particular ship that much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think as we were mentioning earlier, that you also will be able to carry some liquids, carry uh, some um, 
what you think of as normal cargo, like, um, you know, foodstuffs, and then also um, maybe minerals, you know, like uh, ore or some other sort of um, 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 uh, something dug out of the mined out of the ground. So right. you think about it, you got, you got your liquid, you got your cargo, and you got your mineral. I'm seeing like the universe's coolest flying margarita mixer. <laughs> nice. You got tequila, you got your salt, you got your limes. As long as the horn is well, you live in Southern California. They're all that, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's how I know the margarita trucks pulling up. There you go. All right. So, because you know that's you know you, you don't just use that nozzle on the front for sucking up gas. You use it for spitting out <laughs> exactly. Uh, margaritas. Jimmy Buffett. Eh? Margaritas Jimmy Buffett for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> in space. <laughs> All right. So uh, in the third part, um, my favorite rejected Starfarer name is the Jarfarer, which uh, carries jams, jellies, and UEE Marines. <laughs> nice. Semper Fi. Um, and when flying a Starfarer, uh, the final question I had here was, uh, when flying a Starfarer, will NPCs ever hail us looking for an in-flight fill-up? And um, this seems like a good way to make a little extra money uh, for the fuel uh, would cost more than a normal refill, so can you raise the price a little bit? Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. And what the CIG said is, is absolutely. Any role we imagine in Star Citizen will be used for NPC mission generation. So, I mean, that's that, that's cool. I mean, it's um, you can make yourself valuable, you know, uh, in a number of different ways with this ship, I think. Kind of, um, kind of an easy target for pirates. I mean... What what a great excuse! Hey, can you stop and uh, let me refuel? You know, mm-hmm. and then while you're sitting there idle, his buddies just fly in and surround you, and you've got nowhere to go, and they they take your fuel. Well, either that, or I mean, that's why it has the extra armor. You know, and we really haven't. You know, in Arena Commander, we have we have a sense of how robust the ships that we can currently fly are. Um, but I'm thinking that even a Super Hornet, um, though it, you know, it makes quick work of uh, pretty much uh, any other flyable ship that we have access to and the, the Vanduul uh, ships that we see there. Um, it could be that some of these ships, these bigger ships, will and their um, reinforced armor, that it, it just they won't have the same effect, that it would take them scoring you know, dozens and dozens of direct hits over and over in the same place to do any significant damage. Oh, yeah. Well, even um, even that one uh, video that CIG ran uh, probably about six, seven months ago where they showed the uh, Connie versus uh, three Hornets, and they were saying that the Constellation um, can, can defend itself against three Hornets. So by that logic, while a Starfarer or a Hull C or, or Hull B or whatever the Hull series is, whichever one of them is, um, might not have the same kind of weapons or, or defensive measures, they might have, uh, they'll more than likely have the same or in some cases better um, uh, shields and better armor. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I could see the Starfarer being basically like an armadillo. Yeah. Well, the, certainly the uh, the Star G. Yeah, yeah. Because it has uh, two size 5 unmanned turrets um, and then uh, two size 4 manned turrets, one size 5 manned turret, and two size 4 shields. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty crunchy uh, critter there. Oh, yeah. I, I, would, yeah. I would still say, though, over, it, any ship in the game will be able to be overwhelmed by sheer numbers. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That's why you have to go fly with your friends. Yes, absolutely. That's right. All right. Cool. So, did uh, was there anything else in part three that you saw that um, made you say, "Hey"? Well, in part three, I thought um, uh, one thing that was interesting was they talked about. Um, question was, I'm interested in the possibility of skimming uh, fuel from gas giants. Any idea where they're going with that? Seems like a perfect chance uh, for procedurally for procedural generation, um, since you don't even need uh, the ground. And CIG said, CIG said yes. Um, that they said the filter in the nose of the sh- they have a filter in the nose of the ship, so uh, so you can basically fly down into the atmosphere and collect the fuel, and so two things immediately came to mind. One uh, was the blurb uh, that they had uh, 
that a pilot had talked about in one. I don't know if it was in the Q and A or it was somewhere. Maybe it was in the, in the initial um, the initial discussion on the ship about uh, taking damage when they're flying down into the gas giant to collect up fuel. So what a great little mini game that's going to be. You know, mm-hmm. is that you're going to fly down and, and potentially take damage, and there's going to have to be some sort of skill set uh, to to getting the raw materials out of the gas giant to be refined into fuel. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought was cool was, um, is that the reason for the giant shovel-like front of the ship? Because if you look at the Starfarer, you've got the cockpit, and then right underneath that you've got this huge, what looks like metal scoop. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately started thinking, well, maybe that's where the filter is, because it would make sense, it's a huge scoop. Yeah, maybe that's where the filter is that pulls in those raw materials to be refined. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's I. I sort of imagined that there was going to be some sort of an apparatus that stuck out, you know, like a big like gathering funnel of some sort. But maybe, maybe you're right. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm two for two, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Just saying, you know, we'll yes, see what happens. <laughs> No, I am not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. <laughs> uh, I, I ain't saying nothing. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. It's because you haven't played Elite Dangerous yet, right? You're gonna wait until the Xbox version comes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm. The time that I do have to spend in game learning a flight system, I want to dedicate that to Star Citizen. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, I wish I had a space buck for every time I had flown too close to the planet while trying to scoop fuel. Oh, it's so to your point, it's going to take skill. Nice. Nice. It's definitely going to, going to take skill. So it's, and again, it goes, it goes back to that whole, you know, they're really putting a lot of time and a lot of thought into each and every one of these ships, you know, beyond the combat ships, all the, um, all the secondary role or support role ships, um, really seem to have very much have a life of their own. You know, there's going to be a fair number of mini games. There's going to be um, a lot of uh, you know procedurally generated content. Uh, so it's just really cool to see that they're putting that kind of effort into every aspect of the game and not just combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. So um, other stuff uh, since last time, uh, I did. I did watch ten for the developers. Well, I guess let's back up a little bit. Did you um did you feel like at some point you, you wanted one or no 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 I'm I'm pretty good I, I um I, I mean I like all the different possibilities with it. I think it might be fun to crew it for a little while. Um, I definitely want to go on you know go on a bit of a tour and, and tour and crew a number of different ships, but yeah, it just didn't really do a whole lot for me. You know, it seems like it's one of those ships, you know, because um, I'm going to say something really strange here. Mm. I I have never had any interest in the Constellation at all. It just, it does nothing for me. And I, to- I totally get that, like, for some people, that's, you know, that's like their everything. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like they're, they're they, they just love that ship. They just want to they go sit in it. And um, that's, but I've never... It's never done anything for me, which is just really, I think, is kind of interesting. Well, I think, I think maybe the reason being is because it's, it's not. There's no specialized role for it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's pretty open ended. So I think that some people really love the open endedness of the ship. Like for me, the possibility of it being a, um, a illicit good hauler, a, um, uh, a uh, electronic warfare ship mm. um a uh, potentially you know taking some mods out of the herald and making it a little bit of a hacking ship you know kind of doing a a because it is a multi-role ship so kind of doing a little bit of all of the things that i want to do in game and putting it into that ship and just basically going out and living on that ship but in, mm-hmm. the, in the same respect um the other side of the coin is I, I can appreciate that you know ships that have dedicated roles really set the imagination on fire too you know, right. where it's like, this is what this ship specializes in. And it's like, oh, wow, I can do this and I can do that and I can do this and I can do that. So I think it's two two sides of the same coin, you know. But I can understand how, uh, you know, an undefined role ship might not do something, might not do as much for you as a ship that's got a, a defined role to it. 
Well, I mean, for me, it's it's actually it's weirder than that. Even is like I just don't like the look of it. You know, <laughs> nice. I mean, it's like you know, and and to be perfectly honest, I'm not all that crazy about the look of my retaliator. Uh oh. Um, I I really Uh-oh. love the no 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 no. I love the function of it. I I love you know the the long range bomber. I mean, I I. I'm 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 head over heels with that part of it, but it's not you know it's not in my central bay. In my central bay, I have my Redeemer because that's the ship I like to look at. You know? <laughs> nice. It, that's okay. that's the that's the ship that's like oh you're so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know anyway, so I mean it's uh, it's interesting. I, anyway, my my original point being that I I think that the Starfare is one of those ships where it's either you know we all have our types and it, it either it's gonna it's going to float your boat or it's going to be like, uh, you know, hey, I'll be happy to come over and um, and uh, fly on yours. Hey, some like some people like brunettes, some people like blondes. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, um, so Starfare, I, I would say, I think we're going to call it a success. They had, um, if we look for the um, the sale, uh, it uh, they had sales of 1.12 million Um a uh, week before last when uh, the concept, uh, or I guess beginning the that, that week when the, the concept started. So okay. um, I think it's done um, It's done very well. Nice. So, re- reasonably well. Yeah, yeah. So we're at uh, 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 almost, uh, we're on the, on the downside towards 83 million. So that's nice. Uh, almost uh, 900,000 citizens. So uh, creeping, uh, creeping I, our way up to 100 million. I like it. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so... Since uh, we also since last time we recorded, we also got some uh, some other stuff um, from CIG. We got ten further developers, mm-hmm. um, and there were a couple of, th- in, of things in there that I thought were interesting, um, uh, especially from the kind of group play perspective. Uh, someone asked about co-op missions in the PU, um, and if you um, like, say, if you're flying around in your hull and you have a buddy who's in his Hornet, and you're working together in a group, and you take a hauling mission. Um, Will your buddy necessarily get a corresponding export mission or an escort mission? And uh, what they said is that they they really want to uh, focus upon uh, helping us play with our friends. So they they want groups to be able to play together. So if it makes sense, they're going to support that kind of thing. Um, and I think that um, you know obviously something like that has got to be context driven to some extent because right. um, you know not all uh, hauling missions are going to require an escort. I mean, you know, if you're if you're in safe space, you know, just hauling something uh, from uh, a, a well-protected uh, uh, orbital platform down to the surface, chances are you're just not. It's not going to be. It's not going to make any economic sense to uh, the the node that's driving that uh, that bit of commerce to provide or to to pay for. Um, added security, right? Um, or, or certainly not at, at a at a level that will um, um, uh, make it worth uh, taking the mission. So anyway, I thought it was. Um, I think that it's good that um, they are paying attention to, or continue to pay attention to, creating gameplay missions and uh, uh, situations within the universe that. Uh, encourage us to play together. Well, it's, one of the things that I like about um, how involved the community is with the development of the game is that I think a lot of really solid questions that come from the community are things that don't necessarily come up with CIG. Um, you know, not not that it's not something that hasn't been discussed, but it's very possible that a light bulb could go off when a question is brought up like this. You know, whereas when you've got a closed development cycle, this type of a question comes up after the game is launched. Mm-hmm. You know, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, right. We didn't really think of, you know, what's going to happen when your friends want to escort your, um, you know, your Starfarer. Uh, well, give us, you know, you know, give us six months to try and figure that out. You know, at least now those types of things are getting um, pinned in development. So hopefully we've got a, a good chance of seeing them sooner rather than later. This is one of the things yeah. that I noticed from um, this particular 10 episode is that a lot of the stuff, a lot of the questions that were answered were answered with, we're still trying to flesh that out. 
Mm-hmm. So you know, there's still a lot of development. You know, game side. Obviously, it's it's very it's going to be a very deep game. So I think that that kind of interaction with the community is really great because it, it gets them thinking about things they might be because they're so overwhelmed they might miss something as subtle as you know having your friends group up with you and having them get an escort mission while you have a cargo mission. Right. Right. Well, you know, and, it's, and sort of calling back to last week when we were talking about the controller um, uh, snippet that they did in Around the Verse. And I know that since then there's been some criticism that they didn't, um, uh, that it wasn't a very substantive, substantive, yeah, say that three times fast, uh, <laughs> conversation. And folks were saying, you know, well, they didn't really say anything. It's like, but the point is, is that they are talking about it. Right, you know? right. I mean, you know, it's they they didn't have to record that, have that meeting, record that meeting, and then play it for us. Um, you know, they're, but they are, and I, I you got to credit, I think, Chris Robertson and all of his um, experience to this point in game development and in um, uh, you know the other uh, uh, creative work that he's done in understanding how this project needs to develop holistically. You know, you can't right, right. you can't create a um, you know just well. Let's just build uh, the arena commander make it uh make it good and then we'll start worrying about the other stuff you know it's like everything is coming up uh you know together and i mean sure i mean there, there's got to be some stuff that that they wish they could add in at this point but they're they're taking the stuff that is uh arguably the most important and bringing it all up as a as a um more or less a single piece right you know? so um i think that that's you know, and the internet's going to hate. So um, that's uh, oh, that is good. that is one thing the internet's good at. Yeah. Um. So um, the final question of uh, ten for the developers um was uh, they had to do with Redeemer talk, and essentially what the person uh, asked was, um, can it be made into an e warship? And uh, they didn't, you know, they didn't specifically say, you know, oh, it'll be a perfect e-warship. But they said that pretty much any modular ship, which I believe the Redeemer was one of the first ones that they right. designated as a modular ship, can be made to perform uh, most functions um, or any functions that are supported by modular, you know, addition or subtraction. Um, some, of course, are going to be better than others. And um, I, you know, personally, I thought, um, well, I thought of you because well, every time I um, I hear uh, hacking or e war, we, we immediately <laughs> think of you. Nice. Um, and I thought that you know that the it's because it's a different looking ship. There's nothing else. I mean, I realize it's being manufactured by Aegis, but it and it has some. It's not hard to believe that it's an Aegis ship, but it's also different than any other ship. I think. Right. Um, and um, I think. You know, apart from the Herald, it it would make the best E-War ship. You know, it's it's just it's kind of it looks like that kind of just oddball. Um, you know, what the heck is that thing up to? <laughs> well, uh, if, ship. If we're talking aesthetically, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, of course. I of think course. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's really going to uh, boil down to how many customizable slots you have per ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing too is like. Um, I think specialized role is. I think specialized ship role is always going to win. For example, I think that if I had to guess, you could probably mod the Redeemer out, just like you could mod the Andromeda out, to be a really solid E War ship uh, or a really sh- uh, solid uh, info running ship. But I think that the Herald will. I, I'd like to think that the Herald will still win a because it's f- small and fast, and b. Because it's got those extended um, radar mounts that open up oh, yeah. and, and allowed for you to oh, yeah. either send or receive information at a faster rate. So I think that um, you know you're going to be able to customize ships in varying degrees in varying different ways. But I think that a ship that has a very specific intended purpose, like a Herald, I think at the end of the day is still going to be the best at that job, no matter what you do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think with without a doubt. Yeah. Um, um, it's just I was you know because I'm a little boy. I think in pictures. So, <laughs> you know, you know, no, the Redeemer just, would. I think the Redeemer is a great looking ship. Um, it's it's very quirky. Um, it doesn't have the same type of engines as any other game and ship, uh, or any. I'm sorry, any other ship in game. Excuse me. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Um, 
you know, so it's definitely a, a great ship, and it's got um, it's got pretty cool creature comforts too, doesn't it? Isn't the uh, crew cabin pretty neat? It, it is. I mean, it, it's got like three compartments. Uh, it's got like a the the downstairs um, downstairs the the lower rear compartment, which you see featured in the um, the video where they uh, they the FPS um, uh, video, the first one that they did at uh, PAX. Was it PAX or was it right, right. Uh, South? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no. Anyway, you know the one I'm talking yeah. about. Um, and then there's uh, there's another level up above that which has like crew quarters and access to um, uh, turrets and stuff like that. And then there's a small cargo area that's kind of up in the uh, the very top of it. Um, so it's um, um, uh, it, yeah, it's it's got it. It seems like it would make a reasonable, just the way it's laid out, like you could turn it into a reasonably um, cool-looking um, minor command center. Oh, yeah, absolutely, know? absolutely. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm, when I think in E-War, that's what I'm thinking, is it's, it's not necessarily going to be, um, uh, it, certainly I don't think it'll be a good info runner just because it, uh, I don't think it's going to be that fast. Right. I'll be interested in seeing, because um, we haven't seen a dedicated E-War ship yet, but they've hinted at it with the Vanguard. They were talking about in, um, uh, they, were, they were talking about uh, in uh, su- Subscriber World <laughs> um, uh, that, uh, that uh, one of the variants that they're talking about releasing is one called the Trickster, which will be mm-hmm. a dedicated E-War ship. So yeah. that'll be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. So that's it. Yeah, I think um, I'm 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 glad I I'm glad I still have my redeemer. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right. And speaking of patches, we got one. Um, we got one one point one point three, and that came out I believe either Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Thursday night we um uh, were out for Aces Flight Academy and had a um, we're having some problems with some pretty serious rubber banding issues um, uh, which sort of seem to crop up as a result of the patch I mean interesting I don't know for sure but um, so uh, we played uh, we had a meetup last night and we played um, quite a bit without those issues so um, I don't know if they did something server side was the rubber banding stuff in the past mostly a server side issue do you think uh, or do you remember I've never experienced it honestly I've not once run into an issue with rubber banding um, hmm. so but I also have uh, screaming internet I've got Fios I don't know if that's got anything to do with it or not um, but yeah I haven't had any issues with rubber banding even with the most recent patch yeah, I, I I thought it was a, a server side thing where stuff was not it, that it wasn't necessarily a connectivity thing that it was instead um, server a, server uh, load s- server side you know um, s- a sync yeah um, okay but I I'm in way over my head I'm yeah I'm, yeah you know, no, me too I'm gonna rebuild my computer <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's been nice doing a show with you Jimmy uh-huh. <laughs> six months from now you finally pop back in hey it's running <laughs> hi guys what I miss well. Well, it's, I may be going to a Geek Squad here before too long. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> there was um, there was a, a wreck exploit that they had to fix too, right? Did you hear about this? Um, I thought I heard somebody talking about it, but I didn't catch what it was about. What, what... Something to the effect of um, there was a, a wreck exploit where if you ejected um, and bypassed the loss of life, you ended up getting more wreck. So uh-huh. I, I was, you know, I, so... I, which I thought was infinitely amusing that that, that was the case. Um, so yeah, I, so apparently that's something that they had to fix as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, it seemed pretty stable last night. So um, although a couple of the guys that we were playing with uh, were having problems uh, with uh, their client crashing, my client mm-hmm. didn't crash at all. Knock on, knock on my head. Okay. Um, my little wooden head. Ah. Yeah. Um, I want to be a real boy. Settle down, Pinocchio. <laughs> um, so anyway, the patch is out. Um, and I think, uh, you know, that's that's good because we're one step closer to 1.2. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure there was, you know, a fair amount of back end stuff that went into that patch as well. Um, you know, it's I mean, it's it's basically just a stability patch and they're tweaking some, you know, fixing some bugs and creating some new ones. So, you know, good stuff. Cool. 
All right, so um, around the verse, reverse the verse. Um, this week, I thought it was, um, um, I think you got a chance to listen to it uh, um, or watch it uh, sometime. Um, I thought it was a, a, a bit thin this week. I didn't think there was quite so much that, um, I mean, it was, it was. was. I'm glad I watched it, but I just, there was nothing that came out of it that made me go, hey, I need to talk about this uh, with the guys. Yeah, it was, um, aside from the Q&A, um, I think generally speaking, it was a slower news week, which is good. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with a slower news week. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but one thing I did like about it was that we got to see Chris again. We have and we haven't seen him. I'm guessing probably for what's it been now? Three weeks, it's been about, almost a month. It's been about four weeks, I think. Yeah. So um, it was nice to see him, and he they did a behind the scenes update from the uh, uh, the studio in London where they're uh, doing the Squadron 42 mocap uh, filming. I guess I don't know if you call it filming or whatever it is, but, and they, they didn't really give anything away about what's going on. But, um, what I liked was, is that Chris was, seemed very pleased with, with what was, with how things were progressing and seemed like he was, um, um, having a good time, uh, doing it. And I think, uh, Ben had mentioned at one point that, um, uh, Chris was having a, a really good time being back in the director's chair. And yeah, he, um, he really seems like, um, like that's, that's something that, that he really loves to do. So um, I think it's very exciting um, and uh, bodes well for um, how things are going. And so um, if, you know, things stay on track, we will, um, we should see, I believe it's the first 20 or first 10 missions, something like that, um, come up, up, coming up towards the end of this year. And if, um, and I've played the, um, the tutorial now, um, uh, uh three or four times. And um, I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, and I, you know, Gilly's a bit cheesy, but, you know, I mean, that that's fine. But, you know, the way that the sort of the, you know, and it is a tutorial, but the way that the, that the sort of the narrative hung together, I thought was, was okay. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, and so I, I think that um, I'm looking forward to learning how to be a better pilot by playing Squadron 42. Well, one thing that I thought was interesting um, from around the verse was the interview that they did where they talked uh, a little bit about the ghost uh, system and how they're mm-hmm. trying to kind of fine tune that. Yep. Um, I found uh, I found that uh, that discussion to be uh, enlightening because it's not just about, you know, locks, um, you know, locks in the ship. It's also about um, really dialing it into where, like, they were saying that uh, – that initially or currently the system's pretty much locked in stone. Like when you go on to your Avenger, you know, you push one button and you know, you're only able to do one function. Uh, like, or for example, if you're getting into your Hornet and you uh, drop the ladder, you automatically get into the ship. You automatically check your systems. Um, and so now they're kind of breaking all of that up to allow for, um, for more fine uh, control in, in, exiting and entering your ship and this goes back to i think last week's reverse the ver- or last week's around the verse where they had uh showed a little bit of the mocap stuff um mm-hmm. and allows for you to do things like get in and out of your ship faster you know um, right or or um you know or, or get into it with the standard mode but just the fact that they were able to go into some more detail about uh about the ghost system i thought was really cool yeah, I think it's it's going to um, that kind of stuff. You know, after a while, I just kind of go, "Oh, okay. Well, that's good. You're working on that." Um, you know, can, I, <laughs> can I can I see a pretty picture, please? It was uh, yeah, it was an interview with uh, Kirk Tome, is what that was. Oh, okay, but I yeah, I think you know, like that's going to tie into so many things that we care about. You know, the org hangar, the um, how we share each other's ships, um, how we have access to. Um, uh, to roles on our own ship. Um, it's just, it's going to make, um, it's going to be pretty much in every part of the game, I'm guessing. Oh yeah. 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 It's a very, um, it's, it's much, much deeper than, than just, you know, locks and permissions. And, um, it's, 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 I'm really curious to see how deep that system goes and really how it works once it's implemented. Um, it's just going to be really cool to have that kind of fine control over, you know, getting in and out of your ship or, with grabby hands, being able to like, you know, take a, a, a cup or, or a stuffed animal or something like that, you know, and, and stick it on a shelf in your ship. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those types of things are really cool to me. I, I love 
one of the things I loved about Star Wars Galaxies was the ability to customize um, your guild hall or your house or your ship. So I'm very excited to, to have the opportunity to customize uh, my ship to that level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so at the end of uh, Around the Verse, we got a sneak peek of a corridor uh, in Nyx, and it was, it was pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, until, so until, was, it wasn't. until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Um, and so that was pretty much it. We did, uh, get the follow-up, uh, reverse the verse a couple days later. And, um, I thought the biggest thing coming out of there was that we have the Reliant, MISC Reliance, Reliant concept sale starting this coming Friday. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little excited about this ship. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of yeah, looking forward to seeing what it looks like. It might be, um, it might be a ship I back, um, cause like the beta was kind of my, little putt around ship mm-hmm. and but i've always kind of had like an, an eye on when the reliant was going to go on sale so i'm really curious as to see uh the design uh the functionality and, and just really kind of see how that ship works yeah i think so i mean i was listening to the guys on star signal uh today um that uh uh were excuse me just a second uh, that were discussing the um, uh, uh, um, the, that it's going to have two seats. That it was going to have other uh, uh, two players. I'm sorry, we had some technical uh, challenges there for a second. Uh, <laughs> please stand by while the technical please, yeah, issues please are resolved. Da, 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 da. All right. Um, anyway, they were talking about that there are, um, you know, it's, it, what are the potential roles going to be? Because it is going to be a twin twin seat ship. Right, right. Um, and so the, um, uh, the um, you know, is there going to be, and are there going to be variants for it? I mean, you know, the other two starter ships, you have uh, the Aurora. It has five variants. The Mustang has five variants. Yeah, that, are there going that's to be- right. I, I didn't even think about that, that. Those two starter ships have so many variants. Yeah, that's, I wonder, wow, yeah. So is there going to be potentially be a mining drone um, type uh, uh, variant? Is there going to be a, um, you know, a, a sort of a, a really, um, uh, essentially like a, not even something smaller than the hull A that would allow you to move like a single crate, you know, and like have a crane operator or right, something. Right, 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 right. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But um, it could um, potentially be um, um, a really interesting ship. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Now it now now pay, uh, pay or, or uh, keep in mind that it is going to be fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. It'll be an which, affordable one. Well, but you know, think about it. The other two starting ships, uh, uh, they were they start like at thirty. Mm, fair so, enough. So so it's it's interesting. Maybe this is going to be a little bit thicker, a slightly thicker uh, starting <laughs> ship. Slightly thicker starting ship, huh? Yeah. All right. Know, just, Let's, yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm just wondering. So, all right. Well, so we'll we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, and um, they uh, also. Oh, uh, when we were in game, sometime over the weekend, um, I believe it was Hardpoint asked about um, because people were were saying that the um, a study, a, st- a statistical analysis of um, of efficacy of different fighters had been. Uh, released and uh, I think uh, Stag posted about it in in our forums so go uh, go check it out there uh, but anyway the point being is that the gladiator is um, is a, a very powerful ship um, and it's of course has got to be um, owing in no small part to how many missiles it has right um, so um, and what uh, hardpoint mentioned was he says there's got to be some way uh, you know through e-war, to jam missiles. I mean, there's got to be some better way to defend against missiles than just um, um, chaff and flare. And so, you know, it was interesting that in reverse to verse, they mentioned that E-War is going to allow options uh, to be able to overheat weapons. Um, so you're going to be able to uh, use these E-War options to, as an, a defensive mechanism, like in a dogfight. So there, so now if the um, uh, the Vanguard is going to be a 
uh, a good e-warship, maybe that's going to be a part of its um, its theme, is that how it beats you in a battle is by shutting you down. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, I, I Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm excited about the whole e-war thing anyway. So, uh, And just the fact to find out that like you, you can actually overheat uh, weapons or or affect the piping in the ship is just very very cool. I have I have this like just this fantasy in my mind of of literally being impossible for pirates to capture, and mm-hmm. and e war plays a big role in that. I love the idea of a pirate stopping me and while they're chatting with me, I end up shutting them down or overheating their weapons or doing just something to irritate them and and being able to get away. Um, so that's, that's a really cool aspect of the game that I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting a design doc on. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. And, and Jimmy, you're owed one. Hmm. How so? A design doc? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. true. I'm waiting to see. I need a smuggling design doc or an e-war design doc or, or an info running design doc or a hack doc. You know, I mean, granted, We've been talking about like you know all the ships that I like are in development or you know fast tracked and going live into the hangar, but I want more. <laughs> you deserve more. Jimmy. That's right, I deserve more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And speaking of starting ships, uh, the existing two starting ship series, all five of each, are um, available for Free Fly Week, and so I'm I availed myself of the Mustang Omega. Uh, last night for uh, for some racing and that was a lot of fun. Oh, nice! It's a, it's yeah, it's a it's a nice little ship. Um, so definitely go um, if you've never had a chance to uh, to fly those ships. So you know, just you know, have the experience. You know, they're um, the like the Aurora LN is is um, is you know a, a nice little um, little fighter. You know, I mean, if you can get a group of of friends together and uh, you know everyone flies an Aurora, I bet you could have a have a good time. Oh yeah, and, and I say this because I know John didn't do it um if you have not seen the cabin in the uh mustang beta it's mm-hmm. it's worth checking out that that cabin that little sleeper cabin in the back they did a fantastic job with it it's one of the best uh ship interiors in the game so mm-hmm. you know just during a free fly week i would recommend to anybody that hasn't had a chance to see it just jump into it, jump into free flight, um, go land on a pad, and then go check out the uh, the cabin in the back because it's really it's it's a really a good looking uh, good looking design. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Well, so um, we've got the Misk Reliant uh, concept sale coming up on Friday. Um, we hope uh, Star Marine with the patch one point one point three. We hope one point two and Star Marine are right around the corner. Um, you know, I think that's pretty much all we got for the uh, verse cast portion of the show. What I, do you say, Jimmy? I think uh, I think we're good. Let's put a bow on it and put it to bed. What about my puppy? I was trying to figure out a way to work a puppy in there. It just didn't happen. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Sometimes, sometimes the puppy just doesn't happen. That's true. All right. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, support Engine, everybody. They power our website. Go to Engine.com for all your site hosting needs. Please support Ronald Jenkins too. Check him out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. I am Gleep, and you can tweet me at HouseGleep, or you can email me, gleep at versecast.org. I am Jimmy Croker. You can find me on Twitter at Jimmy Croker. You can find me over at the official RSI forums. My in-game name is Ajax Wilhelm, and uh, my handle is Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N. And that handle is also how you can find me over at uh, Versecast.org. And uh, email me at uh, Jimmy at Versecast.org. Love to hear from you. Fantastic. You can also reach the podcast. I'm doing the John part now, so wish me luck. Ah, Good luck with this. Okay. You can reach the podcast by email at comms at versecast.org. And if you tune in tomorrow night, you're going to uh, hear quite a few emails were sent and we answer them. This is true. This is true. We do answer them. We have a Steam group. uh, So go on to Steam there. Search for those guys with ships, Versecast. Join our group. Um, It's it's really cool. We got a a lot of guys out there playing a bunch of different uh, games right now. The uh, Planet Side 2 was very popular yesterday. I had quite a few guys out there playing that. Um, the Guns of Icarus um, is, is out there. I love Guns of Icarus. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, so anyway, go uh, go join us there if you're a Steam person. On Twitter, you can reach us at VerseCast. If you follow us, we will follow you. Uh, then you can message me uh, questions if you have them for the show. Our star citizen organization is www.robertsspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash VerseCast. Come check out our org slash podcast slash community webpage at www.versecast.org. And please do review us on iTunes, too. We really appreciate it. Uh, so a reminder, uh, we will be off next week. There will be another show tomorrow night. So definitely tune in for the Those Guys with Ship show. Um, but after that, uh, both shows will be off for the holiday weekend. And then we shall be returning again to you on, as he quickly looks through his calendar, Monday, May 8th, the evening of Monday, May 8th, and, I'm sorry, June 8th, and Tuesday, June 9th, Pacific time. If you're anywhere else in the world, just bump that forward today. (laughs) All right. Well, um, Jimmy, unless you have anything else. I don't. I think we're good. Well, until next time then, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this has been The Burst Cast. See you guys. See ya.